Hi, this is Pastor Bob Yandian. Today is number three in our series on continuing to the Word of God. We're going to talk about the different types of ground. Who is the sower? Who are the four different types of ground? And to be honest with you, they all come to church. They all sit around you. Which type of ground are you? We'll find out from the Word of God today. Let's go together. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and something to take notes with and study the Word of God with Pastor Bob Yandian. Hello and welcome again back to Student of the Word with Pastor Bob Yandian. You know, I just want to thank all of you who've been watching for years, this broadcast, and what a blessing it's been to hear from you. And uh, for my supporters, those who write me and tell me how great this broadcast is, how much it's helped them. And uh, there's always this heart connection that occurs. You hear me teach and you go, I like that. I like the way he says it. I like the way he explains it. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. There's, there's different, that's why you have so many ministers out there, so many pastors, so many churches, because God wants you in the right place. And also for those who support this ministry, it's because there's a love that's developed on the inside of you toward this ministry. Our hearts are united and hearts are united before there is a uniting together in giving and giving should be attached to love. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse three, that you can give your body to be burned and give all your possessions away. But if you don't have love, it doesn't profit you anything. And God does want this to profit you, but it got to come back to that you love God and love people. That's why you love this ministry because we're serving God and we're also helping people to become disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's so many great ministries out there that are getting people saved and filled with the spirit. But my ministry is to take them from beyond that. I'm not the doctor so much that delivers the baby. I'm the doctor you come back to, you know, time after time after time as the child is being raised. And so this is, again, a great ministry on discipleship. Thank you for becoming a part of this. And just like you come to know me, and I'd like for others that are coming to get to know me to become supporters, you can become a supporter by going to my website, bobyandian.com, and they're finding out how you can become a partner with me. But the same thing we're talking about in this particular uh, series on the key to growth in the things of God, continuing in the word, and that's what our offer is for this broadcast also. That's the same thing about knowing something in your heart, and that's with a local church. You know, I, we there used to be a program when I was growing up, uh, and, and there used to be just a commercial that would come on television, and it said, go to the church of your choice. And the point of it is you don't go to the church of your choice, you go to the church of God's choice. And what I mean by that is don't just go to a church because it's convenient and down the street. Go to a church because it is the church that when you get in there, you go, this is where I'm supposed to be. The word of God's being taught. I mean, and there's a certain knowing your heart. In fact, I had some people that said as they walked through the door, they said praise and worship hadn't even started. They got there about five minutes early looking for a seat. And the moment they walked in, they said just the noise of fellowship in that church and people talking and the musicians, you know, warming up on the platform. They walked in, they looked at each other and said, this is where we're supposed to be. This is our church. Now that happens sometimes, but not all the time. But there comes a knowing in your heart, you're in the right place. This guy's your pastor. And let me tell you why that's important. Because you're going to disagree with him on some points. He's going to say some things. You go, I don't believe it that way. Man, it's irritating to you. And your first thing is, well, I want to find a church where I, where I can agree with everything. No such church exists until you get to heaven. Down here, you're going to have disagreements with certain things that are taught. But you know that you know you're in the right place. This is what is so key. 
And this is what is so important. So that's why we're studying this to find out that really the key to discipleship is being faithful and committed to a church, which is faithful and committed to the word. Jesus said to those who just believed in him in John chapter eight, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples and you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. So we actually ended the broadcast yesterday talking about a key parable. And this parable is found in Mark chapter four, verse 13 through verse 25 as the parable of the sower and the seed. And we talked about this fact, it's a key parable. One of the things Jesus said in verse 13, the opening verse of this parable was, if you don't understand this parable, how then will you know all parables? He's simply saying this parable of the sower and the seed, which was the first parable he ever gave, is a key to understanding all parables. In essence, it's a large overview of the plan of God, how to make disciples out of converts. And this was true in the Old Testament as well as the New. It covers the entire word of God because God was always in the business of the Old Testament of first of all, turning people into converts, then turning converts into disciples. We see that in the life of Moses. We see that in the life of Abraham. We see that in the life of David. And we find it throughout the heroes of the Old Testament. Right on into the New Testament, it comes that a person receives the Lord. First of all, their spirit is made brand new, but then there's the soul, which can last the entire rest of your life, the renewing of the mind, this is where discipleship takes place. The new birth takes place in your spirit, but discipleship takes place in your soul. And this is again, and that's where we take in the word of God, learning to change our thinking from the thinking of Bob into the mind of Christ. This is what's so important. We then took up that most Bible doctrines can be taught from this parable of sowing a seed and coming back with a harvest later on and all the things that it takes because everything that God gives is like a seed. First of all is grace. Grace can be taught from this parable. Faith can be taught from this parable. Healing can be taught from this parable. Finances also maturity, which is discipleship we're discussing here, and even your death and resurrection, 1 Corinthians 15 says, that when a person, a believer dies, that like a seed they are planted and later on they will come up in resurrection. I like to say this, we don't bury Christians, we plant them because there's gonna be a resurrection time coming on. All right, this parable we ended with yesterday, just as we close, was this parable teaches five truths. The five truths is this. Number one, the character of God is brought down in this parable. God is a giver, not a taker. God is a giver. It's his nature to give and not to steal. James chapter one and verse 17. Next of all, the character of Satan is brought out in this parable. He is a thief. John chapter 10 and verse 10. Since Satan has never created anything and cannot create anything, he can only attempt to steal what God has made and what God has given. He uses demons, circumstances, and people, and these are brought out in the parable of the birds that come to steal the seed. They represent demons. Thirdly, the sower in this parable is not Jesus Christ. The sower is the pastor. There's another parable in Matthew 13, verse 36 and verse 37, in which Jesus is the sower, but that's the sowing of the gospel. In this parable, we are not sowing the gospel. We're sowing the word to people who have accepted the gospel have now become converts and now the word is being sown and this uh, this a sower is the pastor. The pastor's main responsibility is to feed the church of God. Reach into that bag 
and throw the seed out there of the word of God, Acts chapter 20 and verse 28. He covers the ground equally. He covers the ground without partiality. And so this is the sower. He reaches into his bag and he brings out things from the Old Testament and he throws it. He brings out things from the New Testament, scatters it. This is his responsibility. This is his job. So again, he covers the ground equally and without partiality. Number four, the seed is the word of God. The sower sows the word. And so instead of just saying the sower sows the seed, he sows the word of God and the word of God is in seed form. Please note here again, the seed is not the gospel, although the gospel can be put in there. Listen to me. The main purpose of the local church is not to win souls in the congregational meeting. Although we do that and can do that, but that's not our main responsibility. Again, we can we can uh, do that at the end, give an invitation. I always love to see people come and receive Jesus as Savior. But the main reason why we meet is for the perfecting of the saints. And that means that the mass of people coming are already saved. 98% of the people in there are already saved. And yes, we make a, a simple present presentation of the gospel throughout the sermon, just weaving it in there so that the two or 3% that are there that don't know Jesus can at least understand it. And the point of it is the plan of salvation is so simple, we can cover it in a few sentences while we're ministering to the saints. And so the seed is not the gospel. The seed is the word of God. So next of all, point number five is this. The ground is the heart of the hearer. All four types of ground are the hearts of believers. Oftentimes I've heard this taught, well, the one on the hard ground, that is the sinner. Well, it may be, some of them may be sinners, but the point of it is, no, these are hard-hearted believers. These are those who really don't come for any other reason than to come and hear, you know, maybe something on there that tickles their ears. And if they don't like the sermon, they look at the people coming in, walking in, walking out. Uh, men come looking for women. Women come looking for men. Businessmen come for business opportunities. All types of things are why people come to church. But they should come to, first of all, receive the word of God that is sown. So here we have it again. Number five. The ground is the heart of the hearer. All four types of ground are the hearts of believers. All four types of ground come to church. The heart of the believer is the only variable in this parable. You can work on your heart, you can change your heart, and your heart can grow in the things of God. But the other things we talked about in this, in this parable never, ever change. God never changes. He's always a giver and keeps on giving. Point number two, Satan never changes. He's always a thief. He can't create anything and never will he come to a place where he can create anything. He can only pervert. He comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Next of all, the seed, which is the word of God, never changes. It lives and abides forever. So the word being sown will never change. Next of all, the minister has little change, although he does change his own life. As far as the presentation of the word of God, his responsibility, it never, ever changes. So it comes back to this. The ground in this parable is the key to the parable. Bad ground can become good ground. 
and good ground can become even better ground. This is the whole key. When you come to church and you listen to the word of God, the hard ground can eventually become stony ground. And then by listening to the word of God, it can become thorny ground. It can learn to get rid of the stones. It can learn to get rid of the thorns. And finally, it can become good ground. But even good ground, it can keep on hearing and increase from 30 to 60 to 100 fold. This is a lifelong calling of every believer to keep on hearing the word of God and keep on increasing in righteousness, increasing in with your walk with God. And that comes by one thing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God to continue to hear the word of God. You listen to it at home. You listen to it in your car. You read books, all this, but you come to church was the key. And the key of the most important thing, you have a pastor that keeps sowing the word of God into your life. How important is this? Again, I speak to you. If you don't have a church home, get a church home. You say, yeah, but I live in a small town. We don't have very good churches. Find the best one. Find the best one. It could be a Baptist church, Methodist, church or something, but all you know is at least they teach the word of God. You may not believe with everything there, but if you're faithful to that church and keep praying, God could send someone to your town to start a church that will be more in line with what you want, exactly what you've been praying for. We'll see you right after the break. The early church saw great success by continuing in the word of God. Success in your walk with God is found when you continue in his word. God wants you to have an abundant entrance into heaven, and that is only possible as you become a disciple of Jesus and study His Word. In this seven-part teaching by Bob Yandian, you'll gain insight into the importance of the Word for success in your daily life as a child of God. Lessons include, why do we go to church? Power and refreshing, overcoming offenses, excuses and reasons, the cost of discipleship, the cost of commitment, and the lifestyle of a disciple. To order Continue in the Word, visit our website at bobyendian.com. A new book just came in. I've been waiting on this book, Theology Simplified. This is a class I teach at Karis Bible College, and I've been waiting to put this into a book. It's eight different theological terms that sound difficult but actually are very simple. I just simply think the Bible sometimes is filled with complicated sounding words, but you break it down, it becomes very simple. This book is called Theology Simplified. Let me tell you what all it covers. It covers predestination. It covers reconciliation and sanctification. It covers glorification, justification, redemption, propitiation, and election are all covered in this book. And again, big words with simple meanings. I bring it down to you. Go to my website, bobtheandian.com. You'll find how you can have a copy for yourself blessings upon blessings to you. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity and faithfulness, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit our website at bobyandian.com and click on Partnership. I trust after hearing the announcer come on and tell you about our offer, which is our offer on continuing in the Word of God, continuing the Word. This is important. Now, some of you might say, well, I don't, I don't, I don't get those things. You know, I know that you've got those things for sale. You offer those things. And listen, I don't do it just to make money. Of course, the finances go back in to help the ministry. I do it to help you. 
And honestly, it's an inexpensive thing for you to buy something like that. But here's the point. It helps you continue and continue and continue after I have uh, gone on to another subject. You might say, yeah, but I've heard this. So yeah, that's fine. Listen, hearing it once never gets it into you. When you hear something you've heard before, there's always something new that comes out of it. When I taught a series at the church that I taught before, many would come up and say, oh, you've taught this before. I'll say, listen, you really didn't understand it then. Because if you understood it then, you'd be saying now, oh, all right, we get to hear it again because there's always new things that come out of it. So please purchase these things we have, whether they're books or whether they're series or whatever they are may be, or a flash drive or a CD or whatever it may be, get it and keep studying it afterwards because even though I'm saying it now, not all of it's registering with you. And there's gonna be things open up because the word of God is so multifaceted. We are discussing the uh, parable in Mark chapter four, verse 13 through 25, on the four different types of ground. And again, what we've been bringing out, and we ended up here just before the break of halftime, we talked about the heart of the believer is the only variable in this parable. And you can work on your heart and see it change, but you cannot work on the rest of them. You can't work on God because why? God never changes. Satan is brought out of this. Satan will never change. He'll never get saved. So if you're praying for him to get saved, don't waste your breath. He's not gonna get saved. Next of all, the seed, which is the word of God, never change. You may not like it when you read a scripture and you wanna manipulate it and change it around, but you can't. The word of God lives and abides forever. The seed, which is the word of God, never changes. Number four, you can't change the pastor. Not that he's not changeable, but he changes with himself. But again, who have no control over him. Him. You have no control over God. You have no control over Satan. You have no control over the word of God as far as manipulating it or change it, but you can't change the minister either. But oh, this one you can. The ground is the key to this parable and that is your heart. Your heart can be bad ground to start with and it can become good ground and then even better ground after that. Your hard ground, which they come to church Bad ground, hard ground comes to church, but we throw the same seed out there on the hard ground as we do on the good ground. And so the bad ground can become good ground by hearing the word of God, and it can become after that stony ground. Then thorny ground, learn to handle the stones and get rid of them, the thorns that come and get rid of those, and you can become good ground. And then even after that, you can grow 30, then 60 and 100 fold and become even better. Turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter two, because I want to talk about another thing that's brought out by Paul to Timothy about the local church. And we're going to compare that back here to chapter four of the book of Mark and where we talked about the four types of ground. Now we're going to talk about four vessels. All are found within the church and all amplify this teaching on the sower and the seed, the sower and the ground. Second Timothy chapter two, take a look with me at verse 20 through 22. Here it says, but in a great house. Oh, I love this verse. The key word here is the great house. The word great is the Greek word mega. It means, but in a mega house, a magnificent house, a beautiful house, an incredibly gorgeous house. You say, what is this? It's the local church. You say, well, ours doesn't look like a mega house where it's a rented facility. I mean, we've got a storefront. It's all we can do to keep the thing up. It's, it's drafty. It leaks a little whenever there's rain outside. You call that a great house? The answer is yes. Because why? Royalty meets there every time the door is open and the body of Christ comes in. I don't care if they are bad ground, good ground, thorny ground, stony ground. I don't care what it is. They are all children of God and deserve to be treated like children of God and deserve your best 
In a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and earth. Notice this, four different types of vessels where we had four different types of ground back there in Mark chapter four. But in Mark chapter four, we started from the bad ground and went up to the good ground. Here, we turned it the other way around and we go from the best ground down to the worst ground. And in this one, it's vessels. And the first one that's mentioned here is vessels of gold. Gold comes from the ground. Silver comes from the ground. Wood comes from the ground. And finally, we just have the ground. And so here we have four different types of vessels. In a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and earth, some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, that sins, he shall be a vessel to honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared for every good work. Then admonition to the pastor, flee also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness and faith and charity and peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. This key parable has a key verse for every hearer. And that was back there in that particular parable in Mark chapter four, if any man has ears to hear, let him hear. And here in this particular one, we have the thing that what causes you to move from a vessel of dirt to a vessel of wood, to a vessel of silver, and then to gold is to continue hearing the word of God. And so verse 23 of the previous one, talking about the ground and the sower and the seed in Mark chapter four said in verse 23, if any man has ears to hear, let him hear. Here's something I didn't bring out then, but I'm gonna bring out now. That word here is present linear action in the Greek. And doesn't mean just let him hear, it means let him keep on hearing keep on hearing. That's why it says, let him continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. In this one, what carries a man from becoming a, a vessel of earth, moving it to a wood and then to silver and finding to gold as he begins to become more of a vessel of honor, what that does is he continues to hear the word of God. He doesn't stop hearing and he keeps on applying. And without your, uh, without your effort or anything, the word starts to work inside of you and changes you. In the previous one, it can change you from hard ground to stony ground, to thorny ground to good ground, then 30, 60, and 100 fold. In this one, it does the same thing, but you start off here with a vessel. In that particular one, comparing you to ground is one thing. In this one, it's a vessel that can be used for the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And yes, once we're born again, and the first thing that happens to us is we become a vessel of earth. This, in other words, this would be a clay, a clay vessel. Are they good? Of course they are. You know, around my house, we have different uh, drinking vessels. And these are basically vessels to be drank from. We have different ones. You know, there's a, a pizza place in Tulsa. My wife and I love this pizza. And every time we go, they would give us plastic cups with their name on the outside of it. Of course, you probably got a ton of those things, big things, but they're ones why if you drop them, they just bounce around on the floor because they're made out of plastic, kind of a rubbery plastic, easy to wash. And so we use those after a while. We've had them so long that even the, you know, the, the uh, uh, name on the outside begins to change. You can't tell which pizza place it was because it's been used for so long. Well, the point of it is that's fine. But you know what? We use that for me and my wife. Then we have better ones after that. When the family comes over, the kids and stuff, we might use a little bit different, better one. But we have also the finest ones, which my wife only gets out once in a while for Christmas, for Thanksgiving, for times when special guests come over. And what this is saying is, 
is that just like you have around your house, you have drinking vessels that are made out of plastic and maybe some that have them, they're made out of something better. And then you go to the glass ones and you go to the silver ones and you go to the gold ones or you go to those that are crystal. All these things are fine, even around your house. They have special use and God wants us all to be golden vessels, something he's proud of when he uses them. But how do we become a golden vessel? Since just like when we're born again, we start out as hard ground. How do we end up being good ground? Keep receiving the word of God. Take in the word of God. Continue steadfastly in the word of God being taught. Here, admonition is in this particular story that we've read, these particular verses in Timothy, Timothy is the sower. God is still the same. Satan's still the same. The word's still the same. And people are the same, but the people can change through the teaching of Timothy. He even admonishes Timothy, Timothy, not only do they grow, but you're going to grow too as a pastor. I can tell you through the years as a pastor, I grew. I became more confident in the word of God. The more I taught it, applied it to my own life. I learned things with him. It was always my desire to stay a few steps ahead of the congregation in my study because there was some in my congregation that really good ground, that gold and silver vessels that we had there that man, every time I opened my mouth, they were taking notes. They were keeping up with me. They'd go home and study that thing. And next time they'd be coming back, <laughs> waiting for me to do something even better than last time. And I had better study during that time because I need to teach them more from the word of God. Let's talk about that again. If any man has ears to hear, let him keep on hearing. Do you have ears? Yeah, they're right here on the side of your head. Can they hear? The answer is yes. Then keep on hearing. Take those ears and aim them toward the word of God. That's what it says in Proverbs. By taking the word of God, incline your ear unto my sayings. Pull your ear around and listen to the word of God, and especially when you come to church and then also when you hear the word of God at home. If any man has ears to hear, let him keep on hearing. Present linear action. Acts chapter two and verse 42 said again, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. What is continuing steadfastly? Keep on hearing, keep on hearing, keep on hearing. John 8, 31, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. What does it mean to continue in my word? Keep on hearing, keep on hearing, keep on hearing. Yeah, but the pastor down the street just ran off with his secretary. Keep on hearing, keep on hearing. But the youth director, I mean, we found out he's been abusing some of the girls. That. Keep on hearing, keep on hearing. But we found out the pastor ran off with money from the church. Keep on hearing, keep on hearing, keep on hearing. Yeah, but we found out the pastor also has gone for false doctrine. Now he's been getting up teaching things that are even found the word of God. We think he's becoming corrupt. Keep on hearing, keep on hearing. Why is it important that you understand that? Because men can fail, but keep your eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. And what the word will tell you is respect your pastor, but keep your eyes on Jesus. Jesus hasn't fallen off the throne. He hasn't run off with his secretary. He hasn't stole money out of the treasury of heaven. And he certainly hasn't fallen for any false doctrine. He's not in heaven telling you right now, oops, I missed it. Buddha is Lord, not really me. No, that will never, ever happen because when you hear the teachings 
a people, it always points you to the Lord Jesus Christ. Set your affection on things above, not on things of this earth. You are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. Keep your eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. So what we have here, let me just explain this. What is the major difference between hard ground, stony ground, thorny ground, and good ground? What is the difference between vessels of earth, vessels of wood, vessels of silver, and vessels of gold? Each type of ground and each type of vessel heard longer than the previous ground before it. You keep on hearing, you'll keep on growing, but once you stop, then what happens is what we're gonna be talking about in this parable in the next broadcast to come. So glad you were here today. Can't wait till tomorrow. I'll see you then. You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts by visiting our website at bobyandian.com. You can also join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. If you would like to contact Bob Yandian Ministries, visit bobyandian.com and click on Contact. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. We'll see you next time on Student of the Word with Bob Yandian.